Hey, confidants. It's your girl, Teresa. Thanks for listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. And happy Thanksgiving if you guys live in America. If you don't, um, happy Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day you're listening to this. Thanksgiving is technically Thursday, but, um, you know, you guys are off work. It pretty much starts on Wednesday. Um, yeah, wow. I My brain is so dead. Um, it's been a freaking long week. I just got back to, from Vegas, um, won money, and then immediately lost it all. So if you guys want to hear the details about that, you can sign up for the Super Confidant newsletter, paypal.me slash you can tell me anything. $5 before the 5th of the month, so that's December 5th. Um, you'll be on next month's newsletter, and I include videos, um pictures, uh, stories, you know, all of that. You guys know the drill. It's fun. I'm going to tell you all about my almost gambling (laughs) addiction. Um, And I just wanted to say thank you so much to Julia Langlois. Um, She left this very nice comment from the PayPal um, Super Confidant newsletter. She said, love your podcast. You're one of my heroes. Your openness inspires me. Can't wait for a few months of the newsletter. Hopefully I'll be able to donate again. And that's very nice. Look, I always get uncomfortable reading compliments, but it made me really happy and and I just wanted to share so thanks so much Julia um and this is a question from a super confidant Naji Jones says random question as an owner of a wushu how do you feel about no wushu in live action Mulan always wondered well um if you guys don't know wushu is the name of my dog but he could also be referred to as a wushu that's correct um that is the scientific name for him is a wushu how do I feel about not having a Wushu in live action in Mulan? Well, technically he's actually named after Wushu, the martial arts. Um, I'm not sure if there is any live Wushu in Mulan, but I think what you're asking is about Mushu, the dragon from the Disney cartoon. And I have heard that there is no dragon, but there is a character named Mushu. I'm excited to see what that is. I'm excited to see your outrageous tweets or whatever. I'm sure everyone's going to be very mad. Um, that being said, the reason I did not name my dog Mushu with an M is because, and believe me, I considered it, uh, it's just because I looked up Shih Tzu Mushu on Instagram just because I was curious, and there are so many, so, so many, but there are no Wushus, so I named him that. Actually, since then, I did look it up, and there has been a new Wushu that's a Shih Tzu, but mine was the first, so... Um, if you have a wushu, send me a pic. There's a specific look for a wushu, and that is a cross-eyed, droopy, sad-looking dog, and that's what my dog looks like. You can actually... <laughs> this has gone on way too long. I'm not trying to promote my dog, but he's very cute. So if you guys want to see what he looks like, um, he does have an Instagram. It's at Mr. Underscore Wushu. Um, but that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to get to this episode. I'm really excited. This is a fun one. Um, I talked to comedian and new uh new LA resident Emma Willman but she's very funny uh I met her in Boston but she used to live in New York where I also lived so we talk a little bit about that and then we get into some fun stuff it's a good time guys and is there anything else I wanted to say besides happy Thanksgiving and hope you guys enjoy your holidays I guess I'll say that I'm grateful I'm grateful for you guys I'm grateful for the network that we're on I'm grateful for just you know, the fact that I have, look, I'm bad at earnestness. You know what I'm going to say? I am grateful. This podcast has made me a little bit more earnest. I've been a little bit better about sharing my feelings and, and that's been a lot of fun. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. So guys, um, enjoy this episode and, uh, I'll see you after the break. Bye. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real It's Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where comedians confess something they want to get off their chest. Maybe they've never told anyone before, um, but they've definitely not talked about it on stage. So you guys are going to be hearing it for the first time while my dog is scratching the door. Uh, But that's fine. This is a, you know, really pull the curtain back here. Um, I'm really excited for my guest today. Uh, She's super funny. Just moved to L.A from new york uh, she's been on the late show on the comedy lineup on netflix and you can check out her road diary which is called emma's diary from the road emma wilman what's up thank you so much for having me i'm in heaven <laughs> with these dogs yeah you have a little dog yeah. and my dog is super thirsty and was just like all up in his face well and- i i feel like i'm like 
turned into like such a stereotypical LA person because <laughs> I posted a picture the other day and I was like, I was drinking, I didn't even realize that I was drinking a smoothie and I was like holding a little dog <laughs> and someone was like, you're really, you're going for it with the LA thing. Yeah. Did you get blonder too? No, like but I want to. I need <laughs> to get my hair thing. done. It's like bl- blonder <laughs> in LA, get the dog, bring in more the little hikes, dog everywhere. Yeah, juices everywhere. Yep. Yeah. I definitely uh, felt that. Like when I first moved here, I was very like New York. Like I was resisting and I went on a hike and I was like, oh, everyone here is like so like aggressively happy. It's annoying. Right. What's with all the happiness? Yeah. But then now I'm that and I don't care. Like, right. I'm like sorry if this, I know it clearly annoys people from New York and you know, just being like, I got my crystals. I, I love crystals. I've been into that for a while. <laughs> it's yeah. great. I mean, it's like whether or not it's real, it's not. But it is, you know, it's, it makes you feel good. Yeah, it's about whatever. like manifesting the intention or whatever. You just, it's like taking time to put into whatever energy you think the crystal has, like plants the seed and maybe that does something and who fucking knows. But it's definitely not like a destructive thing. Yeah, because it's not anything, like it's not going to make it worse. It's almost right. like if if you do believe in it, then I guess you could believe it would make it worse. But if you don't believe in it, then it does nothing. Right. Uh, and so it's not like smoking a like when I was in New York, mm-hmm. I used to like smoke a cigarette. Not not for years now, but like it's not like there's so many other oh, that has like physical things that you do that are just like not good. Like yeah. there's no way it's good. So this at least has like pretty good. It's mostly just annoying. I will say this is a. Yeah. I don't actually think I t- said this on the podcast, but um. I did a vision board last year for the oh, first time. I love time. a vision board. Just for fun. Yeah, oh. it's truly like whatever. I'm going to be this girl. But yeah. then I put on, we were doing our short film. We hadn't, um, we had started submitting, but we hadn't like uh, heard back anywhere yet. And did you do the vision board because you saw the secret or you just were? Uh, I did not. I know what the secret is, but I've never read it. Okay. My twin sister's into all that. And she was like, let's do vision boards. And I was like, great. So yes. she brought like boxes of magazines. Ah. But I found because it's LA, a lot of the magazines have like industry stuff. So i put um tribeca film festival the logo was in there somewhere on the vision board and then we got in and it was like a thing where it's like whatever you also have to do the work to get there right but it was just like that specific one there were other festivals we that are good that we but it happened to be that was the one that we really felt was that the only one you put in the board um i think we put in like there no there was other stuff that was like uh like film related but not not specific that one was the only specific brand and yeah it's it was just like, uh, you know, whatever. It truly is not anything. But it's fun to look back and be like, I don't know if right. it's true. It's great. And if it's not, who cares? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's neat to look at the stuff that you were wanting to do, too. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I've been wanting to do this for a minute. And I've been working at this for a minute. And then here we are. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of good news, yeah. I like to start with a good confession. Just to oh, start great. on a positive note. Oh, God. Do you have something good you want to confess? Um. Okay, so this was something that I thought was uh, really cute that happened the other day. But I want to make sure I don't, I'm not sounding it like, you know, if you like do something that's good and then you tell people about it, it's like, this is, ca- but the, you asked. This ask, is the so, platform for that. Right. So all the good stuff that you, that goes uncredited. Right. We all know you're a good person, but for once you're allowed I to brag. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you this is. Brag. This is the brag time. So this was, I thought this was really like sweet. Um, okay, to set the scene for it, my mom's brother is special needs, uh-huh. and he he's special needs, but he he's worked as a janitor for like years. Okay, like ever since he was like mm, I don't know, fifteen, sixteen, he's worked as a janitor at a special school for other special needs people, and he there's nothing he's nothing to spend his money on, so he because uh-huh. he it's just like a very like basic he does that and then we take him on vacation so he always has like he's always like flush with cash <laughs> okay it's very random because like you <laughs> wouldn't think uh you know what i mean but he's sure. always just because if you've never had any expenses and you've had the same job and then yeah you know they always like will like invest it form or whatever so he's just always got tons and tons of cash <laughs> and but he doesn't really necessarily know the difference between like 10, 20, 100, whatever. So, he, but he's also always like, he, I don't know if he, he's always, he's like very like, he always buys the exact same things because he's uh-huh. got a very set routine. So the other day, his birthday's on Halloween and I was home for, I had shows in Vermont and then I like took a bus in to like be there for his birthday. So I'm at my mom's and I hear him. And he goes, he's saying to my mom, and he sounds really frustrated, and he goes, I need $5. <laughs> and my mom was like, Ziki, like, oh, let me see your wallet. So she opens his wallet. She goes, okay, you have, you have $300 in here. 
And he goes, well, I need $5. And she was like, you have plenty of $5 in here. $300 is more than $5. Yeah. Because I need $5. And she was like, no. <laughs> and and then I like was like, I, ha- I had $5. So I was like, we, we can't even like humor him and give him the yeah. $5. He doesn't have anything to spend it on. He, he's got a bunch of cash and I'm like let's just give him five dollars and she was like no it's ridiculous he has he doesn't need it <laughs> so I like snuck out I had the shower water running I didn't need to be that sneaky and I it's like I, a heist heist yeah I watched too many true crime <laughs> I could have not done it this way turn the shower on so my mom thinks I'm in the shower get my five dollars I went out find him and I go Zeke you want five dollars and he goes yes and then I gave him the five dollars he goes thank you and then he opens up his big fat wallet with all this cash in it. And he takes it and he stuffs that Aww. little five right in there. But that felt like a good deed because it just made him happy. Yeah, it made him happy. You know what I mean? And then I was like, Mom, like, why can't we humor him? And she's like, because I don't – but he's never – oh, and then I said, what What do you need the $5 for? Uh-huh. And he went, dinner. Got to get dinner. And I was like, where are you going to get dinner for, for $5? And he was going like, to go my time machine. Yeah, exactly. He was like, what? And then that was the end of the conversation because I didn't want to like rain on his parade that. Sure. You know, but so that felt like that felt like a good deed. That is nice. And it's kind of nice because it's like, um, you know, she, your mom is right in the like the amount that he has covers the five dollars but what he wants he's also learning to ask for something and get True. it i've so never you- heard him ask for any- i've never heard him ask for anything he's never asked for anything like that ever yeah. a specific thing he'll sometimes he'll be like i want a paper like yeah. a newspaper but five and i was like five where are you getting five dollars from <laughs> that's so fun i mean it's that's a nice um it reminds me like my mom will do that with my grandma like she'll be like you have to let her do stuff for herself mm. but sometimes i'm just like it's also okay like even if an adult who could do things by themselves ask for something I would probably help. Right. Like, like if someone's like, can you have my shoe for me? Like maybe whatever. My hands are full. I could right. put them down. And it's like, sure. So I think it's, I totally get where she's coming from, but also I think it's nice that you're just like, yeah, let's humor we can just him for do that. And what's he really going to learn from this? He's just going to think you said, no, he's not like now I learned right. that $300 right. is exactly. more than $5. Yeah. And it made him like, you know, feel a little joy putting it in his <laughs> wallet. How old's your grandma? Um, she is uh, almost 80. She's like okay. 70 something. Yeah. Does she live in LA? Uh, well, they just moved her to Taiwan and she's a lot happier there, but there was oh, a period of time. To... Oh, so she's far away now. Yeah, she's far. I just saw her. Uh, I was actually, I honestly was a little nervous because when I hear like, oh, people are moving into home, I'm like, oh no. But, and uh, my parents assured me it was like very nice, but oh, they I don't be, know. They can be fucking sweet. Yes. But I, well, I went to, yeah. to this one and it's very nice. It's in Taiwan. So it's a whole different system. Right. It's like a huge it's like a cool um apartment style like community um so everybody has their own place and in order to get in you have to like pass these assessments that you're independent and then you can stay there to the end of your life but they don't want you to move in i think they want to avoid um people sort of like dumping their parents there right so the idea is like it's a place sort of like a final home Mm -hmm. and make your friends there but i went and their apartment or her apartment is 1000 US dollars and it covers everything and it has like in unit laundry it's like got plants it's got a balcony and they have oh, activities man. and they have like people who drive them to the hospital oh wow and I'm like I got to die in Taiwan man. yeah um, absolutely <laughs> i i would be ready to move into one of those things yeah. like right now I'm like right now let totally. me do it um how, do i is there like an age limit to this do they take you grocery shopping um i think I, you know, I didn't ask probably, but also Taiwan is a little easier to get around, right. I think, too. So I think, I don't think she drives. She doesn't drive. So I think you can walk around. Be, they date in there, just so you know. So just, yeah, keep I it. Don't that's know. like an activity. I've heard that about American senior homes. Oh, I don't, don't know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm curious, too, because it's like culturally, I think it's very different in Taiwan. Oh, that's a really good point. I didn't think of that. But I don't know. Maybe like, like I needs think, are needs. Maybe at the right. end of your life, your culture just goes away and you're like, yeah, let's all just fuck. I don't know. Right. I didn't even <laughs> think of that. I Americanized and oh, yeah, because I didn't even think of that in America. I did that the other day too. <laughs> I said something about eating. I always eat with my hands. And then someone was like, oh, every meal I do that. And I was like, what? People always look at me funny. And they then they were like, well, I'm from. And then they, and I was like, oh, I didn't think that. So I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, in America. Okay, so it's American ones. Yeah, they're fuck- they're fucking each other's brains well, out. I don't know because I'm that someone asked me that. I'm like, you know, I I think it's different because it seems more modest culturally there. That but would make sense. Needs are needs, right? And I don't know if that stuff changes. 
Yeah, I don't know. If you guys have insider information, let us know. Please. Yeah, because they are always dating. <laughs> yeah, it's like rampant STDs. That... Rampant STDs. Because it's just like, screw it. It's you wild. Know? Do you think they have the sa- seniors have the same? They probably do, right? The whole like, oh, you, you're talking to her. And, I'm and, sure. And you told me you right. love me. And it's right. like, even at 99 years old, there's players. <laughs> you like her more than me and my hips still work. Why would you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Cause I, I know that it'll be like if someone's fiance passes away or something, it's like then they're like the new person on the market. Oh, my like, God. Oh, Mr. Rogers' wife just died. So now he's single. And blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah. At that point, it's like maybe nobody needs labels. Yeah, it should just be an orgy. Be free. Totally. <laughs> it's really, I, I think I've, I've never truly wanted to try heroin. But if I ever make it to 99 years old, I think. You're going I, in. I would. Yeah. And then if it's the thing that kills me. I'm, that Actually, that's a good. Feels fair. Yeah, I would. I'd probably. I th- yeah, heroin. And then I've never tried coke. But probably <laughs> if we did that, we'd fucking we'd die right you'd die away. At, yeah. Like, I, I think. Hello, and people you... maybe wouldn't believe that it was your first time. True. So they'd be they'd like, be like, oh, they didn't. got a problem. You hated it for 99 right, years. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, did you guys know she was in it? So your legacy would be tarnished. That's crazy, too, because at that point, like all the things you're not, all the reasons you're not supposed to do drugs are so that you don't ruin your future sure, and that true. you don't like spiral. And also, yes, health problems and probably your relationships. But if you make <laughs> it to, if you make it to 99, right. it's sort Give of like all man. out the window, like right. all the, all the cons of, drugs that you're not supposed to do because they feel so good i think are all out the window i think it's kind of like do the thing being irresponsible well if we're 99 and we haven't done it okay we'll link up pack yeah Yeah. (laughs) heroin freaking (laughs) imagine trying to even go get the heroin (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah i mean maybe i feel like pills are rampant there so maybe it's a thing anyways enough about that um but that's my good confession this is your big, that's yeah, my that good confession i hope i or i hope i did something else good too besides the five dollars that's a good one and it's also <sighs> look there's layers to that because you're hanging out with your family true that's also and i took a bus and i did yeah. i was in vermont and then i think my show ended at 12 and then like the I had couldn't find my license. So I had to take a bus, and it was like a oh wow two a.m. bus, and that sucked. Oh yeah, the, I've done those buses Ugh. before. I, last year, I did like a couple of festivals that were around each other, so we scheduled a tour around it. And then I, my dad was in D.C. I ended up being like, "There's no time to do shows in D.C." But my last night, or I had one day, so I uh, took a bus from Nashville oh. to D.C., which is like a full, almost a full day. Oh, on a I, bus. Yeah, and then I. Spent the day with him, which is nice. Um, but yeah, that's that's a rough. Those buses are rough. That's rough. <laughs> that's a. It's so important to do to still see like your family, yeah. but it takes like a toll. But they're cheap. That's the thing because so I, I couldn't. It was like I think under thirty bucks. So I was like, mm-hmm. I might as well do this. I'm on the East Coast, but right. Yeah, rough. Yeah, from Nashville to I'm gonna be in Nashville for the first time in December seventh. Oh, nice. I, no, wait, I've been there one time before. But this time I'll be driving around. The time before uh-huh. I just flew in and did Vanderbilt. Okay, cool. That's in Nashville. Yeah, right? it yeah. is. I like Nashville. Me a lot too. Of music. Um, where did you grow up? I grew up in really rural Maine. And then I started doing comedy in Boston. Uh huh. And then I was in Boston. I was, I, think I that's went where to, I met you, right? At the Woman in Comedy? I maybe? think so. Or maybe it like, was improv. Yeah. Because I know you lived in New York, but I feel like I'm. I, th- I moved away like five years ago, so. I used to go back, when I was in New York, I would go back to Boston a lot. Okay. And I did, so I went to college in Boston, then I moved to New York, and then I went to grad school in New York. And uh-huh. then after grad school, I like moved back to Boston for a full year and gotcha. worked. I like lied my way into this selling educational travel. <laughs> How did you lie your way it into was It was <laughs> because I, I just graduated grad school too, and I was like, I graduated for media studies, and I was like, uh-huh. "Oh man, I don't know what I want to do." And then I, I contacted a recruiter and was like, "Can you send me an example of a resume that <laughs> that you that is like a good resume?" So he sends me this thing and go, "Oh my god, it's just like my resume." So even though I <laughs> I had work experience and I got to grad school, I just like like took this resume took this resume. <laughs> My job experience, too, was, like, every place I'd worked at, like, a year. Like, it was, uh-huh. like, a lot of jumping around. So then I sent it right back to him, and I had my friend who was tr- trying to be an actress be my reference. Oh, my gosh. And she got me the job, like, a second. Like, I did the interviews, uh-huh. and they were on the fence because I didn't have any – like, it. there was some – it didn't, didn't seem, like, super, like – 
I was the right person. Right. And then after they talked to her, they're like, when can you start? Wow. Yeah. She got you the job. She nailed it. She nailed it. <laughs> I wish it was an audition because she would have gotten the part. That's so funny. But. It's all, there was, I don't know if you saw the story. It was like in the news this week, but there was someone in the White House, like in the department or State Department. She wasn't really high up, but she was sort of mid-level, like an I associate. I kind of remember this. Did she lie about where she went she to college lied or something? About, not only that. So she lied that she went to Harvard and yes. she did not. She, I think she did like a summer program. And then she lied that she was on the cover of Time Magazine, but she was not. See. And she photoshopped it Ooh. and then has an interview interview on our website talking about it and to that degree i'm like okay this is like psychotic but yeah, there you're crazy. are but that i feel like um kind of uh skill gets praised in hollywood because hmm. those are fun stories but then i feel like if you're working in politics or law or medicine i think that's where you're not supposed to do that yeah the real world where it's yeah. like oh so you didn't go to like, medical school great 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 <laughs> put down the scalpel like get out of here it's so crazy though how yeah those different skills because I, I mean that's not uncommon your story of like kind of a lot of entertainers have a story like that and it I was think it's so like, cool but <laughs> right and it was just for it was just for like an educational travel thing which i don't right, you had the skills to do it like yeah, yeah i was able to do it but mm -hmm. <laughs> I was really lying like it was yeah. like not true so yeah. and I was I had been doing I had been in entertainment that I remember being in entertainment is what made me start being like oh because it's like sometimes you'd see comedians get brought up on shows or it would happen to me where they would say a credit that wasn't mine like I remember when I first moved to New York they go oh, oh you've seen her in the Boston Comedy Festival and I'd be like I didn't oh, do they just that. make it up just make it up. Oh. Because maybe they so don't funny. even know. Like, who knows? <laughs> like, maybe they'd be like, oh, like, the other night someone's, oh, you've seen her in Conan. I was like, I haven't done, I didn't do that. <laughs> Doesn't matter. But then I started being like, oh, no one knows what's going on. Yeah, And true. then, so I took that and lied on the resume. I don't recommend it, though. You'll get found out. <laughs> I'm going to start telling people my credit is Emma's diary from the road. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, that's mine. I'm Emma. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, yeah, that's so funny. Uh, but so I was in Boston a bunch. Yeah. Going back and forth and then New York and then coming out here. But I think we did meet in Boston. Yeah. Because that woman in comedy. Yeah. Um, well, this podcast is sort of loosely inspired by therapy. Do you go to therapy at all? Yes, I do. Oh, cool. So I go to therapy and I just started going. Uh, well, I've been to therapy a bunch. <laughs> uh huh. On and off. As a kid. Okay. Did you go as a kid? I did not. So I wasn't, my parents were, uh, this is probably a cultural thing, but they were kind of against it. They didn't mm. know much about it. So I started going when I was like in my 20s in New York, because at that point everyone was going and I was like, let me try this. But my parents were, or my mom specifically was against it. Like she would send me articles about why therapy is not good. Really? And then she eventually got over it. She's come around. Uh, what did, what was yeah. her fear, do you think? That I would talk about her. Oh. <laughs> which I do. <laughs> Did she know that, that the therapy is like just you and the therapist? Yeah. 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 And, and then now I do a podcast where I talk about it publicly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. right. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think... I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a cultural thing because some of the stuff um, she would say is like, why can't you talk to me? And it's like... Right. Well, I can, but also it's different. And also... Right. I didn't realize going in how much I would talk about her, to be honest. Like, right. I went because uh, I lost a friend and I was like, I'll just do this. But um, but yeah, it's true. People talk about their parents in therapy and a lot of stuff comes up. But I think once you get past the like bad stuff, then you work on healing the relationship. So Absolutely. I think overall it's good. I think totally overall it's good. Mm -hmm. And also, I, so I've been, I've seen different therapists when I yeah. was, so like reverse my parents' culture where they're both like, kind of like stuffy like new well they grew up like kind of like really preppy new englanders and then both my parents are like hippies that like moved to the woods in maine okay they're like pro therapy so they're like my mom's so like, they were like proactively sending you or were like, you having therapy. like this my parents <laughs> had a really bad divorce my mom's like therapy therapy, therapy. like we went to okay. family therapy which was bad my sister and i went oh, to man. therapy when i was a kid it was too much therapy i didn't like it that is a lot over therapy yeah like people whatever their thing is it's like they go to therapy and they call the cops like that's like they're like the, <laughs> let me speak to the manager like those type sure. of people okay so <laughs> so why did they did they send you because of the divorce yeah okay. so my parents had a really like drawn out complicated divorce and then i started getting in trouble at school mm. and i don't know if i was getting in trouble at school because i it was I, I think it was definitely stuff with the parents' divorce and problems at home, and it became very chaotic because it was like, okay, it would be like two weeks at my mom's, one week at my dad's, and then it kept switching, and 
it just became very and then i my sister lived with my mom i lived with my dad and my brother lived with his mom so okay. all of a sudden it's everything was just it was just like a lot of chaos yeah were you and your siblings close not really after that no okay. my sister and i weren't really my sister and i are so different but i think also there was just like a lot of resentments and you know like that it was like i took dad's side and she mm. took mom's side so then i wasn't really close with my mom my mom and i even went to therapy for a little bit and then my mom got cancer and then her and i became really close but therapy allowed me to like go retrace my because i'd seen a bunch of therapists but then i uh-huh. saw a good one and that allowed me to retrace my steps and like get a better relationship with my like really good relationship with my dad and my mom oh great yeah. but i've seen yeah, bad seen, ones can really ruin the experience. <laughs> yeah, because it's really like a relationship. Like it's yeah. someone who you, it's a relationship. And I think if you go to a therapy when you're in a really vulnerable spot, then it can be harder to tell if you click with the person or not. Yeah. And as a kid, you don't know what to look for. As a for. kid, you don't know at all. Sure. Yeah. But the one, I saw this woman in Boston who was like, she was great. Uh-huh. And then I didn't see anyone for years. And then I started dating a therapist. <laughs> oh, okay. And she was like you sh- i was not dating i was in a relationship with a therapist and uh-huh. she was like you should go to therapy <laughs> and, and so she like wants to like say things but she's like i can't so you have to- someone right. else has to tell you yeah this. exactly <laughs> totally she's like you you're not gonna take this from me so then she set me up with a therapist her and i broke up but i'm still seeing the same therapist now ah. and she's good man i always wondered like if it'd be I'm like, part of me is like, oh, it'd be so cool to date a therapist. But then I'm like, it could also be a nightmare because they would just be like, you're projecting all the right. time. I'm like, oh. Yeah, you're projecting. <laughs> Everybody's a self-absorbed narcissist uh-huh. and has personality disorder. Uh-huh. But it makes me respect it so much more because uh-huh. therapists have to spend so much time working on themselves to be a blank slate to go into therapy. Oh, that's true. Like her, her and her therapy friends, like they see. So they all it? hang out together? Yeah, <laughs> they do. They're wow. in like the and same- they for sure are talking about their uh, clients. I wonder because they would be so like she would never give any clue or indicator of what the person did or mm. she was. But she was also very like good about that. So I don't know if that was but maybe. But they would always like they would hang out. They would get supervision. And a lot of them had their own <laughs> shit. Yeah, so sure. It's like they're like real people, too. So it made me it made me. Mine just disappears into dust when she leaves the office. Right. That's, she that's just what exists I for you. Yeah. How long have you seen her? Um, my, the one, my one-on-one therapist, I've been going to for like three years. Good for but, you. But I don't go as often now. It's kind of, it's been a few months. But I am in a group right now that's like, um, it's like shorter periods. So I think I have like three more weeks. So while I was doing that, I was like, I'm not going to do my one-on-one. Right. But I'm about to start EMDR. What's that? Have you heard of that? It's like, uh, it's like kind of like trauma therapy, but it's, they use like eye movements to Interesting. kind of reprogram your memories. Wow. It's wild. I've, I've talked about it on the pod a little, like of leading up to doing it. Cause my old therapist suggested it. I tried to do it. It never worked with her. I don't think she was that great at it. Is it for a spe- is it like if you have a specific traumatic event to rewire or is it like yeah. you can rewire your thinking? Um, it's not like cognitive where it's overall rewiring. It it's more to reprogram specific memories. But sometimes people will be like like I went in with something specific, but sometimes people are like, "Oh, I've got like a lot of sort of a mass of trauma from right. childhood and they'll help you sort of single out maybe like where the root is or where that first memory of trauma happened. Right. But I don't, I just did my first session. So next week I'm going in to do more deep stuff. So it's like scary because I know going in, I'll like cry and sure. I, I don't like, cry. I mean, I like crying. I joke. I like crying, but the reality is I always feel very vulnerable when I do it in front of yeah. someone, especially when you know, like you're like, yeah, it's coming. I'm going to go in <laughs> I'm going to cry. I don't know when it's coming. It's just coming. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. That's really yeah. br- good and brave of you to be doing. Oh, thanks. You yeah, know? I guess I'm brave. Uh, no, yeah, it's kind of not living with anger and pain is definitely brave because it's there's something so comfortable about just being. I don't know if yeah. yours manifests as anger. Mine will be anger and fear. Yeah. And I'm used to that. I'm used to being <laughs> angry. Like I was an angry kid. So trying to move away from that, I'm like, what, the, what are these other emotions? So you get ang- do you get angry at like little things, like things build up and then you'll just kind of use a innocuous thing to let it all out kind of now not so much i think probably a lot because of the therapy but like i would yeah it would be like really like irritable and then i would be upset about one thing that would have nothing to do with the thing like uh-huh. my my friend mikey doesn't do comedy anymore but he had a joke about that in relationships where it's like he would never say what 
bothered him and neither would his wife and then they'd be arguing about one thing and she'd all of a sudden be like and then why do we never go scuba diving <laughs> he'd be like what because it's just all like it's built. all together yeah yeah oh wow um well speaking of uh blowing up for confessing yes. things is there anything you want to confess so i've got a few like confessions i'm trying to there's so there's one okay there's one that i've definitely never never shared uh-huh and there's one i don't think i've well the one that the one i don't think i've shared i'll say real quick i used to go online and lie and say i was a guy and uh like have like girlfriends oh okay and i used to like keep that going on for a long time <laughs> like after other people stopped doing that i was still, still doing that what's it like high school college about a week ago. No, no no yeah yeah it was in high school i used to do it uh-huh. on aol like okay. all the time um yeah that's interesting we have we've had one about um cyber sex on neopets but that was tom takar um it's a great episode oh neopets is (laughs) it's like a virtual reality website that used to exist where you could have you would have like a pokemon type pet this is all okay but it's not bestiality no No, judgments no it's truly um it was a children's game adults played it too but you just build powers and sell things in your shop but they have chat rooms so then okay he, he said when he was a teen he would go in there and have cyber sex yeah with other teenagers we don't know oh probably Tom. no probably <laughs> yeah come on buddy <laughs> wow um well no i mean i'm sure there are a lot of people on there right. who lie about their who they are but everyone's lying <laughs> like that was i remember one there's one like girl and i remember she sent me a picture and like it's like obviously not real but i was like Whoa, yeah what a like man I'm, cindy crawford you're like exactly Ooh, talking like, to cindy. i can't believe and we would talk all the time and then we got on the phone and it was a guy pretending to be a girl oh my god That's and i so was funny. like but the level of delusion that both him and i agreed to get on the phone we we're both lying about our age oh, so you both gender. just talked to each other and wow well i was like you're not a girl and he was like oh come on did you really think i was and i was like yeah <laughs> and then he was like well you said you were a guy he's like and i figured like I, and i was like oh what's going on and so <laughs> so then i wait that's so funny it was crazy and then and he also like was a couple steps ahead of me and like knew and was cool with it oh okay and i was just like what what my brain hurts and then i was disappointed that i was disappointed that jig was up because i used to have fun having cyber sex with him uh-huh. her Right, because then you can't go back to it. Even can't go if, back. Yeah. And I wanted huh. to because it was really fun. I, but he was like the dirtiest, like nastiest, <laughs> raunchy girl ever, you know? Uh-huh. So then I missed my he was friend. A guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because it was a guy pretending to be a girl talking to a guy. So but, it was just, a, there was just like a lot going on. That's so fun. Were you out in high school? No. Okay. Because I'm from like, I'm from really rural Maine and then... I just didn't want anyone to even my social life was like all I had because uh-huh. it was like I don't really a lot of chaos at home. I'm dyslexic and so I went away to like the school for kids with learning disabilities for a little bit and then when I got back in the public school I had to be in special ed, but I was like in the closet about being in special ed. Uh-huh. I'd always do like student government stuff cuz I wanted to like subsidize that like, my grades were bad, so like I was yeah. like I would be in class. So you're like social and were plugged in in the school community. Right. And then I didn't, and I want, and then I would like run and sneak and do stuff in special ed. Like it was just, there's a lot of like compartmentalizing. Sure. Yeah. A lot of layers. A lot of layers. And then. Uh, but you were aware to your, so you were out to yourself, but. I knew, so, I knew Or you something. were not, it, or had it quite, quite surfaced, like it was coming out in different ways. I really didn't want to have sex. Mm-hmm. So I was dead set on being a virgin until I was 18. Oh my 18. gosh. <laughs> Because I was like, you know, it's just, you just need You're to like, wait. You no, know, it's not. Something about it feels wrong. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, I'm bi, but I waited a long time to have sex. And I, looking back, I'm like, oh, there's for sure it's all this stuff that I just, in hindsight, felt so obvious. But I wasn't out to myself. Like, I didn't right. even know. And I was just in the same way, like, well, maybe I'll just, maybe I just won't have sex. Like, right. blowjobs are fun. Like, that's what I was totally. just doing all through college. And, oh, and, all through college, too. Yeah, I didn't lose my virginity till senior year of college. Wow. Yeah. It would make sense, too, though, if someone has, like, displaced feelings about sex mm-hmm. to not want to explore that because you're not sure what you want to explore. So then it's yeah. like, 
it's just stuff that you're kind of like, all right, I can't put my finger on it, but I don't want to do that. Yeah, I used to get really confused. I would like watch uh, gay guy porn a lot. I watched that as well. And I was like, that to me felt more Isn't like... is that interesting? Yeah, I don't know what that... What, yeah. What's up with I that? I wonder what the psychology is behind it. Well, but also, I think a lot of lesbian porn is made for the male gaze. And it's porn. so like unrealistic and bad. And but like, I like straight guy porn where it's like totally for the male gaze. Yes. And I like gay guy porn. I like gay guy porn... I've thought a lot about it. <laughs> I like gay guy porn because it's usually, I like more verbal porn mm-hmm. and they're usually verbal and it's all about if the people are into it. Yes. And, they're, and they're they do seem it. like they're into it. Yeah. yeah like they probably. want to fuck each other. And like, <laughs> so I like that energy. Yeah. And the energy of like the sort of like, it's like forbidden. Yeah. Or it used to be. I, I don't, I think it, it's different now. I'm sure. Like and forbidden but, almost to us too, because we're not mm-hmm. in that world. So it's right. like, we're sticking yeah. our head into something that they're not, they're, the gay guys are not making that for us. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Sort of like, uh, it's like a, the deep corner of your mind where you're mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want to look at that or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, what are you guys doing? Um, wait, so is this your confession? Cause we can talk more about it, but I know okay. you're bringing up. Well, my other, this is a good one, but if you're not sure, we can. Well, that's, I have my other confession is maybe not as good, but I don't think I ever shared it. And I do feel a hint of guilt about it. Oh, okay. Okay. When I was in like sixth or seventh grade, I was walking in from the beach up to a uh-huh. family house, and my cousin was in the bathroom, and I remember I pooped my pants. <laughs> and then I went into the house, yeah, like fifth or sixth grade. Okay. And like it was like there was like cousins everywhere. We were in North Carolina, and I didn't know what my to cousins do. Everywhere. Just a funny image. There were cousins there everywhere. Were cousins Just... everywhere, and no one. Knew, and then I lied. And I said a homeless person had pooped in the beach and I stepped in it. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever confessed that that was a lie. Wait, you pooped in your pants, but then it was on your... It was, How did so you explain? So I tried to... <laughs> what had happened was I rapidly tried to like conceal the situation. Okay. So I think I like... I've like blocked a little bit of this out. I think I... I'm pretty sure I... I think I like tried to like... <laughs> I, because I remember, I really clearly remember being at the beach. I have to go to the bathroom. Okay, all my cousins are in the bathroom. I really have was to go. Is this a poop. family reunion? Why are there so many cousins around? I think it was. We used to like do <laughs> okay. all these. Also, so many cousins everywhere. In the memory, I bet like there's like more and more cousins each time. <laughs> right. It's like. But there was definitely a lot of cousins because like it, your dog becomes like a giant yeah, monster it was, it was in your a dream, bull. and then <laughs> he yeah it was like all these. It was definitely it was like five or six cousins because they were all in the bathroom and then I couldn't get in and then I was like outside, but it wasn't even that. I remember like looking around and then I went to the bathroom and then I wanted to like, I wanted to like get rid of the evidence. So I think in the flurry of like trying to change my shorts or getting it out of my pants or whatever, I got poop on me and then and maybe I even stepped in it. Whatever I did, I like trekked some of the poop around the porch. Oh no. Gross. That's so funny. <laughs> um, but so and so you okay. and then I lie, and then the best lie I could come up with was that I, the homeless person pooped and I stepped in it. And did uh, I, I like that that lie is so specific because you're not just like there was poop there and I stepped in it. You have to be like a homeless person. So then it's like you're implying you saw it happen, right? right. Or maybe that you assumed it, but <laughs> right? Yeah, like why a homeless person? Emma? Like could have also been like a lying little six year old who like really had to go to the bathroom. Did, well, did anyone ca- catch your bluff? No one caught the bluff, surprisingly. <laughs> I mean, maybe they just, like, didn't even... Also, it's like... It was, they didn't care. They're like, it still smells like shit, Emma. Yeah, like, just, it doesn't matter where it came from. <laughs> clean up. <laughs> it was, like, in North Carolina where there... I mean, I don't recall seeing any homeless people either. <laughs> so it was just... I lied, and then it's the kind of thing... I don't even know if anyone remembers, but I almost want to, like... But tell. you held on to it. Yeah. Was Because you were... a ashamed of that moment about it i was ashamed yeah i mean that's a normal thing for kids i mean i feel like that's literally the like like farts and poops and whatever all that like as a kid you're like it's horrifying right you know in front of anybody you know and it was like there was like the beach where everyone was and then you walked up to the house Uh the house was like it was like all these houses of people that liked windsurfing or that's why we were there that everyone wanted to go windsurfing but like the beach the house was like right near the beach okay so also the houses can like see the walkway and it was <laughs> during the day so 
I mean, someone probably saw me, but I re- I just remember like kind of like like crouching down and oh, I can't believe I did that. Oh, so you were like, okay, I'm not gonna make it to the bathroom. Yeah. So it wasn't even an accident. You're like, I'm gonna go now. <laughs> yeah. Even though the ocean was right there. I know. What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> what, what was I doing? I guess it's scary. I, yeah, I guess I wouldn't poop in the ocean, but I don't know. Given pooping in the ocean is like a I I've never uh, done that. So I, I don't, yeah, that, so I don't know how, I feel like, doesn't poop float? <laughs> I don't know. This is Probably. a gross, has anyone had a pooping confession how, before? Um, we've talked about, there's been, Will Weldon talked about how he doesn't like to poop um, hmm. in public, so he'll go home from work to go poop, uh, which is an extreme, but right. relatable. Right. Um, yeah, there's, but nothing like this. this wow. Is, yeah. No, these are both uh, very interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, the... I feel like I can't remember. I have this memory, and it's funny because yeah, you would think these memories, and you hold on to just certain elements. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I actually pooped in my pants or peed, but I have a memory that my it was in the park with a bunch of friends, like family friends, and that my uh, mom's friend. I didn't even want to tell my mom. She was, I'm sure she told my mom, but she right. was the one who like helped me and like was like, okay, give me your like underwear, I'll put it in a bag for you, and hide it. And right. I was so embarrassed, and I was like, everyone's gonna know. But that was nice of her. I, th- I can't remember if it was poop or peed, but I definitely remember having to like. I've definitely peed my pants in a park. before. Yeah. The poop is like a whole other level. Because <laughs> it was like, it's just like. Ugh. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, at least you were a child. Yeah. So it, it was not like a toddler though. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> like, it was like definitely six, fifth or sixth, or fifth or sixth grade. <laughs> Not seventh and eighth, fifth or sixth grade. I yeah. feel like we found your EMDR memory. To, yeah, to, right. Yeah, this is the one you got to reprogram. <laughs> I would be very interested. C- can they wipe the memory out? No, it's not like oh, eternal damn. sunshine. I know that's. I like to imagine that's what they do. But I think what they do scientifically, I think you're moving it from. I don't know if it's right or your left, but one side of your brain to the other side. Interesting. Where it processes the trauma, so then you could just look back on it as a memory instead of one that like triggers emotions interesting interesting but do you feel so okay so that feeling that like sort of shame feeling have you felt that later in your life and been like brought back to that I definitely that's a great question I definitely so that memory I bet if I had to like try to like because I've been like reading this like acting book um Mm -hmm. this woman Susan Batson but it talks a lot about like tapping into different emotions and trying to like really immerse yourself in so like say the script calls for what I'm interpreting to be shame. Sure. Then before you go on the audition or before you get into it, you need to like, like picture the moment of the shame and like, <laughs> the surroundings and everything and apply that to the other situation you're going into it. So you can like tap onto that and then like react as though you would. Yeah. Like for, so you say it's something for crying. I was trying to figure out like, okay, how am I going to, what's going to make me feel sad where I could cry in this. And someone said, think about something that made you cry and how you reacted. And I realized, Oh, if you're, if you're to make me cry, I have to think, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Yeah, that's the don't trick cry, don't people cry, don't say cry. for actors. Right. And try like, not to cry. Try not to cry, but think of something that really makes you sad yeah. and then be like, don't cry. And then that kind of works. But for the shame, <laughs> I've definitely felt shame before. I think that shame one maybe was mostly because I like didn't like mention it to anybody. Yeah. But I've definitely felt plenty of shame before. <laughs> maybe my shame... Yeah, I've – or I felt, like, stupid or, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know something that everybody else knew or I'll try to, like, cover something up. But that – yeah, I've definitely felt shame before. But I bet if I had – in a script, if I had to tap into a shame memory, I bet I would think of that. Go to that one. Yeah, because something about that stuck with you. Shame. Even, even though I've done worse. I've done way worse. Right. <laughs> I used to – I've, shop, like, shoplifted. Mm-hmm. I don't drink anymore. I used to, like, drive intoxicated. <laughs> Um, cheated, yeah, just shitty stuff. Uh huh. But I don't know. I feel worse. But about something the about one. The, yeah. Well, also when you're a kid, you're like developing, so I feel right. like certain memories stick with you because they feel like they're so influential. Right. You're like this is how my life is now. I'm just this type of person. Right. Now. Yeah. I'm a poop in the, I'm poop <laughs> the beach type of person. And also, you, it wasn't thought out. Like, not that times, other times I've done stuff wrong. It's been thought out, but like maybe you I made had a choice some, at some made point. Made a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had some oh, sense of control. Like, yeah. it was like, I mean, I guess I had control there where it's like, yeah, I could have gone in the water. I could have no, run. No, you literally lost control. I literally lost control. <laughs> um, do you, so when, in that, like, those kinds of stories, when you, like, cover up, do you 
once it's done you're like i got away with it and that's good or do you sometimes like have these like lingering fears lingering fears <laughs> oh all that it's never over i mean and that's just hanging on to yeah, like, oh my god not, someone's gonna bring this up yeah if 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 i've done something like wrong like I still will like think about it a lot. And I actually was like working on that too, because sometimes you'll like blow, I'll blow thing. If you feel like you did something wrong and then you blow it out of proportion, you're almost making, that's almost like an ego thing to think you had that big an effect on someone too. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sort of. So you're, oh, it's almost like, oh, I was rude to this person and they're think, still thinking about it tomorrow. Or- right. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> or like I did this really shitty thing where I remember I was dating this girl, Judy. And she was running a race for AIDS charity. Uh-huh. And I don't so I don't drink anymore at night. So this is what I used to drink a lot. And I remember I didn't want to go to the race. And I was trying to text my friend Jude <laughs> and say, I don't want to go to Judy's stupid <gasps> race. Stupid race. Oh. She's running it for AIDS charity. I don't want to go to Judy's stupid for race. For against AIDS. No, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to shoot a monster. <laughs> I want everyone to get AIDS. <laughs> she, she was like, she's a really good person. Mm-hmm. She's doing this. I don't want to go to her stupid race. I don't even think I'm attracted to her anymore. And I sent that oh my to, God, her. to her. Oh, no. So I deserve to feel bad about that. But that <laughs> I always think about. Because then the next day she was like, do you remember? Because I called and I was like, I don't think I'm going to make the race. Like I'm, oh, she's like, she you didn't texted even know. Me that, nah. Yeah, I didn't even know. I went to bed thinking I texted my friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd say that's one of the worst things I've ever done. Maybe the worst. Wow. Probably I mean, the cruelest. But but you felt that way. Oh, so it's sort of like a blessing in disguise. <laughs> I mean, in the time, I'm sure it was painful for both of you. But now, I'm 33 now. I would never say someone running something for charity was a stupid race. <laughs> like, that's crazy. But you guys pro- you probably had things that you were like, if you were annoyed by that, then maybe you guys weren't a good match or right you know if if that's what she sees as like the thing she wants to do and right i I was annoyed i didn't want to go to connecticut i was in school and like doing working and doing tons of open mics and i was like i don't want to do the go to connecticut this day but then the way it came out was texting her that i'm not tracking to her anymore oh my god ouch yeah because it's not even just i don't want to go you're like i'm not attracted to this person jesus god it's almost like sometimes when stuff like that happens, I'm like, the universe is for sure trying to like fuck yeah, around. Yeah. I'm like, how, right. how do you, the, like, the very text that shouldn't go to that shouldn't person? Shouldn't go. Because you don't want to do anything cruel. Like, right. You don't want to feel, make someone feel bad on purpose. Absolutely. That's, I really do not want to do that. Like the, that is wrong. Like, because uh-huh. I feel like there's so many things where it's like, I always am like, okay, you know, I'll, like someone did this because of that and it can make you like more like empathetic to whatever it mm-hmm. is, but then there's certain things that are just like wrong. And if you're like, I mean, even though it wasn't intentional, but making someone feel small or stupid or whatever, mm-hmm. or being cruel when you don't need to be, don't do that. How do you feel if you, because I think it's valid to have uh, negative feelings about someone, right? Obviously, right. we all know that. So, but how do you feel if you like have those feelings and uh, you like, do you run... Like, are you the kind of person who will, like, in order to save that person's feelings, like, just not even mention it even when you, like, start to hate someone? Like, how do you handle that? Because it sort of depends. I mean, like, if someone – because also, if if you don't like someone, then that's usually a problem with you. Like, if, say, Mm -hmm. like, if I – well – well, not necessarily. Not necessarily, actually, not necessarily. Not like Hitler, but if, uh, you know. right, yeah, right. I actually maybe not not like if I feel like resentful towards oh, someone because okay. just in, from the career umbrella, like say someone gets something that I feel mm, I should get. There's sure. nothing to do with them. It's just to do with me. Sure. But if it's someone that's like wrong, done something wrong, it depends. Like in the past, I haven't been. I, I've not said if like in a relationship, I won't say if something bothers me. Now I try to be good about that. Where I'll be like. Like, and how I started doing it is I would say, um, can we have a business meeting? Oh, that's I love that. That's why I started that. doing that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Because it's like, can we talk is so loaded. <sighs> and I hate if girls say that to me. Like, can yeah. we talk? And I'm like, fucking what? <laughs> and then I have to listen for, to that like, whole. <laughs> oh, a woman talking is so just, exhausting. <laughs> you know, so when I'll do it, I'll say. You're like, can you tell me this? But pretend to be a guy on a chat room. And then I'll listen to <laughs> Yeah, that really gets my attention. Don't ask questions. <laughs> But if you say, can I, because it's like a business meeting, it's like, pause, let's get emotion out of it. I'll be like, mm. okay, like I felt like it hurt my feelings when this happened. Am I, where were you coming from with that? And then that'll help. That's so, like, I love that. I might have to use that for future relationships. Go for it. it so 
comedians seem i've mentioned some uh-huh. comedians they usually like it like they're like oh that's a really good idea oh um, other people are like <laughs> fuck this sociopath <laughs> well kind of yeah because we have a business meeting i mentioned my when i first started dating my girlfriend i was like you know when we if we ever feel like we need to talk about something like safe space anytime uh-huh. talk about it but just so we have like a heads up why don't we call a business meeting and she was like or, or we could just like talk to each other <laughs> and i was like right but like we could and then there was there was i remember one time she's not a comedian no okay. so there was one time <laughs> i forget it was like we talked and then like a couple minutes later she called and said something that i was like whoa, whoa, whoa. i was like wait 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 this is like a business meeting type conversation like where did this come from like we gotta <laughs> sit down like and like have a little like so we can have con safe space context here yeah but yeah i have comedians definitely are into it um normal people are just like, not as much say it when you mean it right like they're yeah. like they're like well that's what a relationship is is just talking to the person but it, i gosh i don't know because it's like you know i've gotten text serious texts at work and i'll be like you know, I, I want yeah i want to respond to this in a this thoughtful way yes, and exactly. respectful but if i do my brain's gonna be in a different place and that's exactly. not respectful for my work and then so i'll just have to be like let's talk later but then it does seem like i'm like ignoring them right the truth is i just want to be like in the right place absolutely give my full attention and honestly a part of it is i do want to express myself well and sometimes i think like oh if i'm caught off guard i'll say something dumb which is actually really good because you're not responding impulsively that's true because that's bad like if you because if you respond to something quickly and if you respond out of fear or anger it's much more likely you're going to regret it you're never gonna be like i'm so glad i didn't even think before i sent that you know (laughs) like yeah really those insults i really stand by yeah right or it'll make you say more like extreme stuff or whatever so yeah. it's usually better to wait except for then sometimes the other person can be like am i being ignored yeah it's like no don't send a serious text when i'm working or whatever but- yeah i think a heads up for a serious conversation is always i think is always good even if it's like sometimes i've done that thing where i'm like hey can i tell you something or can mm-hmm. i ask you something and that is enough of like a tone shift right but even that i always get so scared because then people are like what right. is it and i'm like there's no way you know you can't just spring any like questions about relationships is just like a lot because totally. clearly you've been thinking about it for weeks right. you know you're like yeah, I've you- been wondering why you never post pictures of me or whatever right. and it sounds so dumb but you're like I've been thinking about this forever right right yeah you give me a freaking eye twitch and then then it, <laughs> and then they're like oh that's what it was yeah I try to be I do try to be good about or like if I have a problem with like someone I like my therapist and I talk about she was like, you need to go in and talk to your manager about, you know, ways of communication or like what you fe- are feeling uncomfortable with. So you're not just like then being like, you know what, this isn't working. Hmm. So like you because especially people that you're close with, like that you also like work with or what, then that is where like you can breed resentment, I think, too. Yeah. Cause cause it's just not un- it's just feeling general frustration and then putting it on to someone, too. Well, I also think with people who you're close with, there's resentment because, you know, you have to keep that relationship because with people i don't care that much about i'm like well i'll just stop talking to this person totally but then you also feel like if you bring it up then you're gonna seem difficult and then you'll still have to be friends and so it's almost like you're like i'll just bear this myself until it's unbearable and then blow up (laughs) at them can Um, we talk and then yeah (laughs) there's a good quote about resentment um i don't know who i don't know who came up with this but it wasn't me i don't but it's really good but they said you resenting someone else is like it's like resentment is like taking poison and expecting it to hurt the other person. Huh. So it's like, is someone else bothering you? Like either address <laughs> it, let it, or let it go. But don't yeah. let it take up too much real estate because then like that anger is just hurting you. That's a good way of putting it. I like to, I, I've almost opposite end because I'm, I used to be so insecure about people talking shit just from like high school and stuff and like kind of mean girl like dynamics that if uh if anyone thinks anything of me i'm always like immediately like are you mad what's going on let's check oh, my in. friend mateo is like that oh he yeah always it actually works i think because sometimes i mean i feel like the are you mad though is like i try not to do that as much because it's so insecure but well, then- it's interesting because sometimes when he says it i'm like well, i couldn't even believe you would think i'd be mad about that and he's like <laughs> i just want to make sure he was like are we yeah. good you know and it but it for me and him, it like has very, really like, but it's so interesting because. Yeah, but you you're not the passive aggressive type to say right. no if you are mad, right? Right. Because I think there are people who be like, no, it's fine. And you're like, hmm, you said that weird. Right. <laughs> yeah. Is it fine? Or are you really <laughs> mad? Sometimes it'll make me think where I'll be like, was, did that bother me? 
and then it's always like no it didn't but like it'll make me like think about it uh. or or one time i was like you know what maybe this could have been different but i wouldn't have even thought of it if, if you he hadn't, hadn't brought checked it in about it Oh, interesting. I like getting homework from friends like right. that. Like if someone, I mean, it doesn't happen a lot. I try to do it more if I do have it come up in relationships, sort of just like, oh, um, like like boundaries and things. If I'm like, oh, uh, it triggers me when you, you know, text me late at night or what, right. something, whatever. That's a bad example. But things like that. Or when you cancel last minute more oh, than twice yeah. or something. If I know it comes up, but just so you know, I'm feeling triggered. Like right. I do that so they know. And oh, I you like, have to. But I like to hear that. And I think sometimes when I tell people, like, please tell me when you're annoyed, people are like, okay, but they don't want to because it right. will make me feel bad. But then I just know in my head that they're thinking it. And I'm like, right. God damn it, just give me homework. Say it. <laughs> tell me what to do to improve. <laughs> yep. my I have a friend, Eli, and I remember he – I would always go to Boston and then – and I, I actually hadn't even realized I was doing this. And he was like, you know, I feel like it's really hard to make plans with you because you like change them a lot when you come into uh-huh. town and I was like you're so right I'm so sorry and then that made me I had to like really that then I wanted to change then you're my like, I'll never call him again yeah right <laughs> fuck that guy but he was totally right you know yeah but I have a friend who's always super super late to stuff okay and I've ne- I never like really late like over like half an hour late oh okay and I never I remember one of the times I was like you can't you can't keep doing this but I didn't I mean, I should have said it like the way that he said it, where he was like, hey, like you doing this makes me feel this way. Yeah. But. And sometimes they don't change and that's on them. But at least you right. say least it you and try. they know. And you tried. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing Absolutely. those two confessions. We got two, two in there. Both. Great. Um, I have a quick game. Let's hear it. If you want to play. OK, this is um, called Red Flag or Romantic. Ooh. I've been thinking about boundaries a lot lately. Um, and so, you know, comedians have this, but musicians especially, you know, get obsessive and definitely have issues with boundaries. I feel like even to be a successful musician, at one point you had to like invite your friends and family to a bringer show or just to be like, hear me sing. I sing good. So that's definitely a red flag. Uh, <laughs> totally. I never thought of that, um, but, I, but totally. <laughs> I never thought about that, but yeah. So a little, at least, you know, it's not always bad, but um, a lot of love songs, uh, classic ones even, have lyrics that could be read as red flags if you Mm. were dating this person so this is a simple game i'll read um some lyrics from a well-known popular song and you just have to tell me if you think if you're dating this person would this be a red flag or would it be romantic um if you think it's a red flag feel free to rewrite it the way you feel is boundary appropriate okay here's the first one uh, I've had the rest of you. Now I want the best of you. It's time for show and tell because I want it all or nothing at all. There's nowhere left to fall. When you reach the bottom, it's now or never. Okay. The part that would be the red flag to me mm-hmm. would be I want it all or nothing at all. I'd be like, no, because that <laughs> makes me uncomfortable because I'd yeah. be like, but this might be me being like compartmentalizing stuff. I'd be like, no, like there's some, you know, I need. Yeah, I'm so like ferocious. Like I have to protect myself. Or I'm mm-hmm. used to doing things kind of myself. So I'd be like, <laughs> no, like not all. Like you get yeah. the relationship. I'll be the best me that I can be. But I still have to. To me, that like would trigger me being like, oh, you don't want me to be independent. Yeah, but I don't think that's how the person meant it. I think that, mm. or I don't know how they mean that. How they mean? That? I don't know. I mean, this is all or nothing by O Town, clearly. But I think uh, <gasps> I didn't know that's oh, who it know? was. Okay. No, I thought it was Kelly. Like, Kelly like Clark. Like, oh, that's so funny. I think you're right though, because I think ultimatums are usually a red flag. Yeah, because it shouldn't ever get to a point where it's like you're talking about talking about relationships, right? You should be bringing up stuff as they come up. It shouldn't build to a point where you're like, "That's it. If you ever do this again," because mm-hmm. it should it should be a conversation, right? So. And all, if I want, I want all of you, I'd be like, you can have the best version of me that I will try to be in terms of how I can like bring stuff to you. But like, Mm -hmm. there's got to be a bunch of me for like my other stuff. Yeah. And you can be a part of it. But, but I have a problem with people have said like, they're like, I feel like you don't bring me into like your life necessarily. So maybe. Because then you're like, well, you should have more of your life. Right. To fill that void. (laughs) Right. Right. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're right. So I think what's the... Red uh, flag. Red flag, yeah. The what roman- did they say after that? Uh, oh, after the all, after or nothing, all or nothing. There's nowhere left to fall when you reach the bottom. It's now or never. I do oh, kind yeah. of feel like that is, again, trying to manipulate emotions yeah. there. It's like, oh, well, like, you're hitting Desperate rock bottom. This is all you're ever going to get. Right. And exactly. if you still want my love, right. better lock it down. Right. It's like, that's not what... Yeah, 
Red flag. All right, O Town, you're in trouble. Okay, the next one. Um, let's see. Okay. Right now, I'm looking at you, and I can't believe you don't know you're beautiful. That's what makes you beautiful. So come on, you got it wrong. To prove I'm right, I put it in a song. Um, I don't know why you're being shy and turn away when I look into your eyes. Do you know the song? O-Town? No, I'm just no. kidding. Who is it? <laughs> you don't know you're beautiful by One Direction. Oh, yes. I think You that's... don't know you're beautiful. I nailed it. That <laughs> I think um, not a red flag. Okay. What do you think? I think um, you're right. I think it's, I don't know that it's romantic. It's not a red flag. I definitely think this. Maybe not romantic. True. But you're right. I think it's okay to like that, but it seems superficial because. Yes. Why do you like her insecurity? Totally. And also when she turns away, when you look at her, maybe she doesn't like you. (laughs) True. (laughs) Maybe she doesn't want to look at you. Because it also. I wouldn't want to say that you not knowing you're beautiful is like the favorite thing. Like you definitely don't mm. want someone that has low self-esteem. Yeah. You know. So there's definitely, uh, this is, I would say, yeah, this is maybe a yellow flag. I would yellow say like flag. definitely watch out for more behavior right. if you're dating this person. Right. But it could be like you don't think you're as beautiful as I think you are. Like the person mm, could true. think that they're beautiful, but not the person to them. They could be like, I think you're the most beautiful, wonderful person in the world. Because yeah. normally. But then why does that make her beautiful true true it could be it could be her sense of humor as well true yeah so uh, to fix this song i would add yeah you don't know you're beautiful but you're also very funny and you do know you're funny right and that's what makes you beautiful right there you go right (laughs) but you don't try too hard and i appreciate that (laughs) okay cool one direction you're off the hook um this next song is maroon five song I don't mind spending every day out on your corner in the pouring rain. Look for the girl with the broken smile. Ask her if she wants to stay a while. And she will be loved. She will be loved. Red flag. Like all the red flags. <laughs> okay. Like it, it sounds like, you know, when people like go try to find girls to like get into sex work. When they like stand oh, in the gosh, corner yeah. and they find wow. someone like broken and then they like pimp them around. <laughs> yeah. Child yeah. trafficking. Like, Truly that's what extreme. That, yeah. 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 Look for the girl. Underage girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maroon 5. What are right. you doing? Check right. his records. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. I agree. Red flag. Especially because it's painting her to be beautiful but broken and it's sort of like why is that what you like right and also why are you outside watching her right a lot of problems red flag red flag all right this next one uh a brandy song have you ever loved somebody so much it makes you cry have you ever needed something so bad you can't sleep at night have you ever tried to find the words but they don't come out right this is have you ever by brandy i like that song I think that's romantic mm-hmm. because, yeah, like, I mean, you should never need something that much, but like, <laughs> I mean, then it happens. Or I remember like the very, like in college, I was like really in love. I had a, my longest relationship was two years and it was with someone in college. And uh, yeah, oh God, like just that level of like consumption of when it what didn't work mm-hmm. out, I felt so bad. But I think that's romantic. Okay. What do you think? Well, I used to love this song growing up and I really did uh this was like my crush anthem because it's really? like if I had a crush, I would listen to this and be like, I have felt this right. way. But I don't know. I Now I kind of feel like it's a red flag for oh, code, codependency because uh. I kind of think nobody because it's a crush, right? The, this song, the whole song sings about loving someone, but not someone you've dated, someone that you want to date. Okay, that's a good point. And I feel that if you're crying over not yes. having someone, you're projecting a lot of um, what you want out of this person. So I think it's a red flag because even if you date this person, they have an idea of you that I don't think is you. If it, you shouldn't crying over someone that you haven't lost yet. Yeah, that yeah. is that's a red flag too because yeah, the, then at that point you don't know them. It's just the idea of them. It'd be like yeah. crying about a movie star because that movie star got in a relationship. But that <laughs> would even probably be healthier because it's like you even could recognize easier as at a distance. Yeah, if it's like someone where you're like just a couple dates and then you're or whatever yeah you shouldn't be that enmeshed i mean i have done that but i recognize now it's wrong (laughs) okay um all right this next one there's two more this next one is a savage garden song i knew i loved you before i met you i think i dreamed you into life i knew i loved you before i met you i have been waiting all my life I think that's romantic. I mean, I picture them saying that to someone they're with now. Mm-hmm. Like, I picture me saying that to the dog. Oh, You know? Yeah. 
What a cutie. Oh, Bowie's being so good. Okay, I agree with you. It's similar to the last one, but I think this one feels a little bit more like dreamy. Yeah, dreamy. And it's also dreamy. not saying, if you leave me, I can't go on. It's kind of right. saying like, I'm, it feels like this is right, but if you feel... I kind of... I'm like writing more to it, but I'm like, it feels like he's like... <laughs> You're adding if, uh <laughs> If you don't agree... I will respect that. Right. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's So romantic. Romantic. All right, Savage Garden. Final one. Um, This is the King Princess song. And and ain't I the best you had? And I'll let you throw it down. Hit the back. Tell me I need respect. And you know that I'm around. I'm your pet. Uh, Romantic, (laughs) I would say. Okay. Because she's just, she's, it sounds like she's got enough. Okay. The the pet (laughs) part, obviously. But it seems like she's got enough agency. Mm. Like she's she's like being like a bossy bottom. Like she's like yeah. telling the person what <laughs> she wants bottom, when she yeah. wants it, and then she's saying, she's saying like you can call me your pet because a lot of the times those people that are more submissive they're usually the ones that are actually in control. Oh sure, they're like oh it's okay if you do this, if you do that, you do yeah. this. You know what I mean? So she sounds like a good time. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah, it's it's like the nuance of her being in control and also um Who is that? king princess i don't she's she... great um she she's a singer she's uh she's opening for harry styles now but she's wow playing in january yeah she's I've heard the name wonderful um yeah great queer icon oh um, she's queer yes she is yeah she sings that song pussy is god and Haven't... holy i think those are her more well-known ones huh this is a newer song but i do she sings a lot about like sort of like Getting into these, like, uh, I would, like, want this to be defined, but it's not. But right. I, w- I agree with you about the agency. I think it's not codependent if you're aware that, like, you found someone who needs the same th- or the opposite thing, but you're also willing to say what you need. Yes. Which in this case, it seems mm-hmm. like she's like, I'll let you take control, but that's because I like it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, uh, it seems like some songwriters have some work to do and some are <laughs> off the hook. We'll um, let them know. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch with them. Um, thanks so much for coming on the Thank show. Thank you for having me anytime. Where, where can people find you? I keep all my stuff on emmacomedy.com and then uh, Instagram is my, my – that's the social media I like is Instagram. Not Twitter. Not Are you bigger than Twitter? Um, Twitter is bad, but I'm still on it because I'm just more of a like a words joke writer. That's great. But I'm transitioning to Instagram because that's where everyone is. Is it? I think yes, because but I'm not good at it yet. But it's then like it, yeah, it'll also you can take your tweets and like put them on. I mean, mm-hmm. being good at Twitter will transfer into so many other things though, because it's literally just being a good writer. Mm-hmm. But so, it's also full of. Uh, awful politics right now i think that's why i kind of got i never really got into it then my account got hacked i never got it back and i didn't miss it yeah but yeah true totally so follow emma on instagram Instagram. okay and follow this podcast at tell me anything pod and follow me at larisa t on twitter and instagram bye thank you guys